Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave, where we are rekindling a spirit of hope and truth in the discussion in our modern world, in our crazy world. We are trying to bring some hope. We're trying to uh, bring some truth to uh, shine some light on what's going on so that uh, we can wake up. Actually, we had nothing else to do today. <laughs> it's raining outside. The golf courses are closed. And, geez, we just, we figured what the heck. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? Why don't we, we should learn how to introduce the story of Christ better. Yeah. Don't you think? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we could? What if? What if we invited Jesus Christ to speak on our podcast? How, how would you introduce him? Well, I would maybe introduce him like Steve Harvey does. Oh, yeah? If I had the pleasure of bringing out Christ, this is just how I would do it. It ain't got to be the way you do it. You might not think it's just right, but this is how I would do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce a man who needs no introduction. His credits are too long to list. He has done the impossible time after time. He hailed out of a manger in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, by way of heaven. His daddy is the author of a book that has been on the bestseller list since the beginning of time. He fed 5,000 hungry souls with two fish, five loaves of bread. He can walk on water, turn water into wine. No special effects, no camera tricks. He was hailed the king of all kings, ruler of the universe, alpha and omega, beginning and the end, the bright and the morning star. Get up on your feet, put your hands together, and show your love for the second coming of the one and only. God has been good. He gets real emotional there at the end. God has been good. When he says God has been good, he almost starts crying. Well, that's true. He lifts his hand up to the sky. He bows his head in front of the microphone. The one and only. God has been good. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you had that kind of passion every day? Every Mm -hmm. day. I'm not, okay? Not me. I have not. I'm not that. I'd like to be that, right? But if you could introduce who you were and who... Because who you are is who you are in Christ. Right. right. So if every day you were that pumped up to meet new people and said, <laughs> let me tell you about my friend. Yeah. Let me tell you about the one and only. Uh, what makes you tick? Why do, where do you work? Oh, don't for, forget where I work. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what I really want to tell you. I mean, could you imagine how I think that would just either you wouldn't have a lot of friends or you'd have a lot of friends. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, people would be attracted to that. Or they would, uh, they wouldn't. You know, St. Francis did that kind of thing way back in the 1400s. And he didn't have any friends for a long time. For yeah. years, he was just walking around St. Francis of Sicily. No, not Sicily. Sicily. He had a lot of animal friends, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he the pet feeder? He was. He was. All the birds would come sit on his head. Because <laughs> he put all the seeds on his head. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, then, but then eventually... He got one follower, and then he got two, and then he got three, and then... He had a podcast. And then he had a... (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he had a whole boatload of them, so much so that it got the attention of the uh, Catholic Church. And they came to him and said, hey, you should join us. Wow. And at, first, and at first he said, no, I don't want to be a part of that, that religion thing. But they kept coming back and kept coming back, and eventually they wore him down. And he signed the papers that said, yes, I will join the Catholic Church. And he immediately regretted it. Oh. Immediately. And eventually he left all that, too, with a handful of followers, and he started to do it all over again until, uh, until he died. <laughs> That's a very uplifting and encouraging, depressing <laughs> story. Thank you very much for sharing. All right. So uh, maybe we ought to listen to, uh, you know, he's the one and only again. Well, uh, I mean, what does that really say? I don't know. Where'd you go with that thing? Well, you know, sometimes the church isn't where God is. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay? So be sure to find a church that actually has God. All right? There's plenty of churches out there that don't. Better than that, just find God. Forget the church. All right? The church is the body of Christ. Yes. Right? That's right. So don't go to church to go to church, you know, and check a box. Find God, which is basically find his voice. You know, we talk a lot about find our voice, you know, hold the line, take a stand, we talked about this this morning. Uh, is it about holding the line between good and evil, exposing it, or is it about you know advancing the line, move the line forward, right? So that's more of an aggressive perspective. Yeah. And we kind of kicked around. Well, sometimes it's about retreating. Sometimes Jesus retreated from uh, heated arguments. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know he just kind of slipped away. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about this before we went on air that it yes it's about holding the line and exposing it's sometimes about advancing the line and and just going okay it's time to do something i get it now and i see where uh, my gift can be deployed and sometimes maybe it's just a good time to come inside the wall you know sharpen your knife sharpen your sword feed your horse get all patched up get fed uh get re-inspired you know sit down here and listen to this Harvey guy. Maybe that'll get you all fired up again. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of why we throw through that in there to remind everybody that, wow, the passion that came from him on how would you introduce Jesus and how it inspired the crowd. They were just roaring with applause. That play. If you saw the video, it's packed. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, it's like the Buell or the Fox theater. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's multiple layers and it's full. Yep. Uh, you know, and at and, first there's a few people that stand up and go, "Yeah, that sounds good." Yeah, and then a few more, and then it's just everybody's in, whether they believe it or not. Yeah, by by the time at the end where he says stand up, they're already standing. They're already <laughs> <laughs> all of them are already on. They've been on their feet for half the sermon. Jeez, oh, that's good. That's good. So, have you heard of this uh, Oliver Anthony? Right. So this is yeah. you heard this guy, right? Yes. And so he is a he's a country boy. All right, so he's from the deep south. Deep. Uh, deep south. Uh, anyway, so here's a guy that, you're going to hear this in a minute uh, with Rogan. Yeah. Uh, but this Aunt Oliver Anthony guy is the guy that wrote that song, um, I'm Pissed Off, I'm, I'm Upset. Yes, he had, he's the redhead with the ugly red beard. Yeah, he, yeah right. Yes. And he wrote this song that's had 65 million some odd views. Yeah. Here, okay. uh, here's Rogan. Go ahead. You know the story of Oliver Anthony? Do you know who Oliver Anthony is? No, I don't. He's this guy who was the number one song in the country. 
and uh, he recorded it in his backyard. In Is this Virginia. the red-haired kid we're talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've so this guy gave himself to Christ like 30 days ago. And, wow. and was having all sorts of problems with substance abuse and the normal chaos and hit rock bottom. And, like, I don't, I, want, I don't want to speak for him. I don't know what he actually said. But it was something to the tune of, please, God, if you can straighten my life, if you could just straighten my life out, I will, I will dedicate myself to you. And I will, I'll be on the right track. And then 30 days later. Wow, he, he's clean, and he hits with this insane song. Do you know the song? Yeah, yeah. Play that song, Jamie, because this song is insane. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. People like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world. What do you think about that? I think it's a terrible song, and I'm so surprised that it has 65 million hits. <laughs> okay. Okay. But people can relate to the message of the song, and I think that's why it's so popular. And I also think. The good Lord just put his blessing on it, and that's why it went crazy. Hmm. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that, but... Well, you don't think he had any marketing behind that? No, apparently not. Uh, according recorded. to Rogan, he just recorded it in his backyard. Yeah, the so video the, looks like it's in his backyard. So he forwards this to a couple of the buddies that were there. Hey, I want you to listen to it. You know, what's it sound like? You know, and they went, you know, you probably ought to cut it again. Yeah, you know, we ought to do something else. <laughs> I don't know. have any money for that. So yeah, let's probably just... didn't have any money for that, right? <laughs> I, here's the point I guess we were trying to get to, and I think that everybody's amazed about. God used a guy. Right? So, hey, what is the story of this message? He's not singing about his salvation. Right. He's talking about the pit that he was in. Yeah, and that the world is and, in. And that the world is in. And so he's taken a mess Yep. And he's converted it to, well, that's my mess and it's our mess. It, it, by the way, yes, it's our mess, right? And so he's complaining about our mess. How did we get in this pickle? Right. Why am I working for peanuts? And it's all BS, right? And yet that message went viral. 65 million people have heard this message. And to your point, maybe he can sing, maybe he can't sing. Right. There's a lot of people that's took music theory they were going now doggone it that's not fair <laughs> i spent a fortune on my musical career mm -hmm. and this guy hits one out of the park uh 30 days after he gets his act together seriously yeah how's that work and you said because god was in it yeah i right? think so so god was in it because he didn't have a program he, he didn't have a uh, record label no campaign he, no campaign no yeah. marketing no nothing yeah. uh, it just you know goes viral and i said you do not have to be qualified to be used by God. Absolutely. I mean, right? look I mean, at the disciples. None of them were qualified. No, and neither was this guy. Right. This guy is 30 days off the drunk bench. Off the juice, yep. Off the juice or whatever his deal was. And everybody that's come to know Christ or given their life to Christ has pretty much said the same thing he did. If you'll just turn my life around, get me out of this hole, I'm going to turn my life around because it's that bad. I'm calling on you, the invisible guy. 
before I didn't believe in because I thought people that went to church were crazy. But I've, I've hit bottom, and I'm calling on you. We've all said that prayer. At one point, yeah. At one point. Yeah. But why did he get blessed like, like that and others didn't? Because God's ways are above ours, and we don't know why. That's exactly right. And yeah. maybe there's more to his story than, than we know. Right. The, the point is, he was in the guitar business. He's in the music business, I'm guessing. Right? He had a guitar. Right. <laughs> right? Knew to record it or whatever. There's a lot of people in the music business that didn't come up with a, a zinger. Right. And it's not our job to figure that part out, although it's not a bad idea to ponder it figure out what could we do more or different whatever but i just think it's awesome that 65 million people could relate to the message that was delivered enough to go hey i want to share this with my friends we find that encouraging right just like harvey i want to tell you about if i was introducing jesus i want to tell you how to introduce him and he he shares that message and it goes viral right and people go crazy Normally, we would walk up to somebody and go, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, that's good. Sounds like... Yeah, let me tell you about him. Pretty boring. I got a Bible now. We got baptized <laughs> in the Baptist church. I mean, our story just isn't very compelling. I know. Most most of us don't even want to admit that we're a Christian in front of other people, you know? Right. I don't know why we're not as passionate as Harvey was or why our story or our message isn't as... A viral or strong as as Anthony was, but it's not a matter of measuring up to other people, right? Good point. You know, sometimes you advance the line, sometimes you hold the line, sometimes you just retreat. And mm-hmm. we try to push the line and keep telling people, hang in there, hang in there. All, a lot of bad stuff going on, just like Oliver said. But we take it one step further and go, and so what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Find your gift. That's, that's to us, that seems to be the answer. The gift is, the answer is Jesus. Right. We've got to figure out how to deploy Jesus into our, what did we say last week? Into our sphere of influence. The, the flock that we've been held, uh, been given. So it's basically our sphere of influence. Right, yeah. The people we associate the people with. We know, right. Those are the ones that we're supposed to continue to guide, direct, encourage comfort uh, and and i think last week we also talked about how we we can't put our eyes on what the world says is success god doesn't see things like that that's true god sees the the humble child um helping out another child or something like that that is something that really blesses god too even though there's no popularity about it you know, when we were talking about this before we went on air, that's a depressing song, but it speaks truth to so many people. Hmm. That's the goal. That's the goal. All righty. More after the music. Music. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, He's the chain breaker. You know what another name for chain is? Fetters. <laughs> Fetters. Fetters oh. are chains, they're bonds. F E T T E R. Yes. Yes. And in light of. 
the mess that Oliver Anthony was sharing, I have a verse in Psalm 2. It starts off with, Why are the nations in an uproar, and the people are devising vain things? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his people. Let us tear their chains apart, their fetters, and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens just laughs. The Lord scoffs at them, these kings, because they think they can do things that matter to us. Because all they see, the kings only see the world. They don't see the creation, the heavens, the spiritual realm. They think they're doing harm against us by canceling us, etc. But the Lord looks down at them and he just scoffs and he laughs. And so should we. And so should we. And so should we. You know, instead of whining and crying over our milk, that when's it going to change and when are we going to see justice and where's that burp walk, we, we should see that it's actually already happening. Yes. Or that these people are just destined to be in a different place than we are. And maybe the big joke, the big laugh comes yeah. later. But we should be able, I mean, God sees, you guys, it's brutal what you guys are doing. It's just absolutely, you're kidding You're kidding me, right? Yeah. And and so he chuckles about it. I'm going to highlight that in my little Bible here. There you go. He's The Lord in heaven laughs and he scoffs. We We are so small, aren't we? You know, mankind is so small and we think we're so big. We're so full of ourselves and our pride. The Lord says, That'll, that's going to that's gonna do you in. You hang on to that pride. You think you're something. You, you need to humble yourself. You need to come to me. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that, that's right. And I think that really comes back to this whole this story of uh, Oliver. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy that just, can you imagine if we said, how about this guy, Hunter? Crackhead. Yeah, yeah Mr. Crackhead. Bernard guy. Yeah. Right? Totally lost. Yes. And all of a sudden, he were to get born again. Wow. How would that change our story about Hunter? <laughs> sure would. Well, it'd have to, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know anything about Anthony, uh, Oliver Anthony's prior life, other than what he's uh, admitted to, that I was I was on the sauce. And, you know, I was down and out, and I called out for God. So, you know, on the other side of the coin, what if all of a sudden Hunter came clean and says, hey, after these three indictments, I get it, okay? The gun thing. It's not newsworthy. Nothing's going to happen with that. I agree with you on that. But what if, I don't know, uh, artwork that said, look, I've been saved. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's but an I, artist. <laughs> yeah, I'm an artist. Uh, I, color by, I color by numbers now with my nose. But anyway, um, no, seriously, though, what if he said, I've, I found, I've, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. Mm-hmm. Would we be as accepting and forgiving as apparently we are willing to be for Oliver. Hmm. Don't you think there's people in oh, Oliver's past? Wouldn't that be hard? Yes. Right? That, you know, got messed over. Yeah. That he'd he, he done wrong. Right? Yeah. And now they're going, oh, and now you get saved. Oh, and now you have the number one song. Well, I don't know about that. Right? I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So... I think it's just kind of funny to think about if you were in that boat, if you'd been uh, messed over by Hunter or or Oliver, 
or if you've been screwed over by Mark or Dave or both or whatever. Would we, when when they decided to come out and go, I got to tell you about a friend of mine. He's the Alpha and Omega. Right? And do the... Like Steve Harvey. Like the Harvey thing. <laughs> yeah. Would you go, I'm calling... I don't believe it. I ain't believing it. You're a fake. Or would you go, he has seen... She has seen the light. Holy cow. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Grateful to have him in the family. Wow. Here, sit by me. That's hard. Yeah. Aren't you amazed by the, the, you know, there's stories out there in the world of extreme forgiveness like that, you know, her. like the mom who lost her son in yeah. gang violence. Oh, yeah. And, and she forgives ends the up, people. Yeah. Bailing the guy out of jail and forgives the killer and ends up kind of adopting him. I Crazy re- stories like that. Oh, just extreme forgiveness. Yeah. That, that, that kind of stuff changes the world and it changes hearts. Yeah. And I think, you know. To your scripture, I think when God's not laughing at the stupidity of man, he looks over and sees the compassion of people. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he he smiles, and I'll bet he even tears up. Mm. Yeah. I'm going, Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> there, there, there's a few. There's 10. <laughs> there you go. But that's okay. Apparently, you don't have to have a lot. Right. Maybe heaven's not as big as we think it is. <laughs> You just need a few, <laughs> right? I mean, they were negotiating with God right up to the end, right? Yeah. Uh, 50? No. How about 30? How about 20? Hey, could I find 10? And then you spare us, and he did. And he only needed, he didn't need 30,000 people for Gideon to do his mojo. He needed 300. Right. right. I mean, God's always uh, in the in the subtraction column. It weans people out. The odds are against you in every battle that God well, has fought. Well, I don't fought. know. If, yeah, right, right, right. There you go. You're. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, David was just the kid. He was just a kid. He had a slingshot. You know? He right. did not have a rocket launcher. Although some would say he was pretty good at launching that bad boy. Yeah. But nonetheless, I just find those stories to be encouraging, uplifting, rich. Well, that's how you know it's from God, because when the odds are against you, but you still win like that, it's just, it had to be God. It couldn't have been anything else. It has to be God, but it has to be, and it moves you. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it moves you. Story of David, right? David Goliath was not, David was not moved to go, well, wow, I'm glad I brought this cheese up here for my brothers. Glad to see how the army's turning out. I wish I could be one soldier someday. I got to go back and shepherd the sheep. The mm-hmm. real sheep, the ones that crap all over the place. you got to clean up after them, right? <laughs> and not the flock. The animals. Uh, the animal sheep. And then decided, well, I think I'll sit down here and watch the show. There's this big there's this big tall guy that keeps barking at the armies of God. I'm going to watch the show. Give me some cheese. I'm going to sit here on the ground and watch the show. He got ticked off. Yeah. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, this unworthy scum dog. Who is he? That he should taunt the armies of the living God. You guys going to stand around and let him do that? This is a shepherd boy. But boy, I'm telling you, whatever happened that day uh, stirred his heart. Absolutely. Fired him up. Got him going. And he starts mouthing off with everything that he had learned from from shepherding. And that story gets up to Saul, the the big cat daddy, the king, (laughs) right? Who's still out in the field just like, you know, kings of old. Caesar, Alexander the Great, they never, they were seldom at their castle. 
they were leading the army and you know under a tent why well, that same thing Saul was Saul says I can't send you out there it's fine I'll, I'll do it by myself I don't need any of your stuff no no you got to put this stuff on and he put it on and he went no nah, I ain't going to work for me I'm going to get five stones I'll see you later I'll be right back and he goes out I mean that is that's faith in action Absolutely. That that's not holding the line. That's advancing the line. The Bible says that David ran down the mountain and then ran up the mountain. Yeah. You know, they were in a valley. Right. Right? And so he ran towards Goliath. Goliath stood there like like uh, you know like a tree. Like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and got whacked. Uh, like a tree is right. And that that's that's not holding the line. That's not praying in the back. You know, that's not skipping out. Yeah, oh boy, it looks like there's going to be a battle here. I think I'm going to head on back down to the, you know, wash the sheep. I better get back to pot before dinner. I'm going to hide behind this rock. I'm going to hide behind a rock or something. <laughs> no, he took the advan- He took the fight forward. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to encourage people to do. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I hope you'd agree that what we're talking about is God. Right. Power of God. Uh, the purpose behind finding God. The reason why we want to find God is so we can spend more time with him. Yep. Of all the people I've met in the world, I'd rather hang out with that guy, yeah. Jesus. Watch The Chosen, for crying out loud. If you haven't figured out, if oh. the Bible is too hard for you to figure out, just watch the show The Chosen. Great show. And you'll see Jesus depicted like uh, like you've probably never heard before. Yeah, Jesus isn't a bad guy that's beating you up if if you're not in the right gang. He He's attracting people like honey. We could, we could maybe talk about that in another we episode probably sometime. should that was really good that'd be good we probably should do that okay so you want to do some marketing up friday we're going to be talking about the communist goals from 1963 oh yeah it fits right into what we've been talking about just like a glove <laughs> like a glove <laughs> no but it's it's um it does relate to the world that we're in because we wake up every day and we go through life and we just think life is unfolding like it normally would or normally does. But what's actually going on is that there's been a plan that goes back for decades. And one of them is several highlights that we're just going to talk about, a few highlights that they uh, shared in the congressional record in 1963. So we're going to be talking about that on Friday and it's going to be very interesting. And We also want to say, hey, thanks for listening in. Thanks for finding our website at uh, onedaycloser.biz. And if you'd like to send us a message, um, tell us uh, if you like to hear these uh, little clips that we play with Steve and Rogan and uh, Tucker and whoever else is uh, saying something interesting. Yeah, I think they're fun. If you'd like to hear more of that, uh, give us an email at odc22 at proton.me and look us up. Uh, one day closer look us up on twitter and instagram as well and hey you can direct message us and let us know what you think yes the good and the bad let's get to 65 million downloads we can we can take it can we do that we can do it all righty we will see you we better buy a server at best buy (laughs) right (laughs) we might be should buy a server so in the meantime we're going to take a deep breath we're going to keep the faith We're going to get in the Word, and we're going to remember that we are one day closer. We have a job to do. Until we don't. But I won't worry, because there's no hurry.